Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the LTK Show. Thanks for listening. My name is Luther Kangas, and on today's episode, sit down with Adam Barta and Kellen Roll, a couple Blizzard coaches, Blizzard baseball coaches, and talk about a little bit kind of about the coronavirus, how it affected us, and what we're doing to deal with it. Um, we get into Kellen's story of when he was drafted um, as, a, as a baseball player, his senior year in college. Um, a couple of things that he's worked on throughout his career to improve himself. And, and then we just talk a little bit about Blizzard history and a couple other random things. And then we finish the episode with a little trivia game between the two. Uh, so yeah, had a little fun with it today and hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is. LTK with Adam Barda and Kellen Roll. Today we're going to talk about a few Let me guess. Things. Let me guess. The old virus. <laughs> we'll keep that. Yeah, it's not really about the virus. It's what we're doing to deal with it, combat it, fight it. Um, so, coronavirus happened. Now we're here. We're doing a little podcast, having some fun one way or the other. Um, first thing we'll talk about is, so we got, first of all, Adam Barta, Kellen Roll, Luther Kangas. What up? Um, so we're going to talk about Kellen was in minor league camp, obviously had to report home. What was that like? Um, I think like any other business, it was pretty hectic. Um I think we had a couple meetings maybe last Thursday kind of discussing obviously more awareness at that point like anyone. It, w- it was pretty normal in a sense of how other businesses operated. Um, obviously, we had a little more drastic measures having to get everyone home. Um, so that was a little chaotic. We, I think, entered our destination we wanted on Friday at about like 3. Got an email the next night at 5. I flew out at 8 p.m. that night, so... So is imagine that, that that's, was a little hectic. Yeah, that, that's trying. how the Indians informed you. They sent you an email and said um, you can fly home. Did they say we're going to keep the like the Yankees kept their their facilities open? Did Cleveland keep their facilities open? We, we were off the day I flew out, so no. Um, rehab guys are a little different. They're more you know essential um, from a resources standpoint. So they're actually still there. All of our rehab guys, they're still there right now. Major league, minor league are still there. Um, Everyone else in, I believe, both camps. I think major league guys have more of an option. Um, but I believe everyone else is out. I know all minor league camp healthy guys are gone. Were you for, were you, f- they said fly home or they said, hey, we recommend you go home? Uh, it was more or less an option, but everyone went home. So whether that was really an option, I don't know. Um, my, like I said, major league guys, I think, had that option. Um, but minor league, it was, Really quick, like I said, found it at 5 p.m., flew out at 8 that night. <laughs> really? Yeah, so had an hour to pack and, and hurry over to Phoenix. Really? Sky Harbor. Wow. Yeah. That's... I think they were just in fear of more... Just They handled it really well. Like, just yeah. not messing around, not being the last ones to act. Um, it, it was chaotic, as you'd expect, but handled well. Yeah. So And obviously, you're seeing some shutdowns internationally which is a big factor i think we have some guys from venezuela who are actually stuck in the dominican right now because of that 
So that was probably a large part of it is getting all these international guys out of the country before they can't. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I guess they didn't even think about that. How many – there's what, half the league are yeah, international players. More or less. So they got to get them home before, like, things really start to spiral. Yeah, so I think that was the, the urgency we saw. Yeah. Just playing it safe and – was the right call obviously i think that's pretty well understood now yeah i can't imagine being at the head of that thing man there's like 300 plus players employees whatever and you're trying to find a flight forever yeah did they did they coordinate all your flights yeah yeah one every single guy was coordinated home yeah through the indians yep you don't get your own flight then that you get reimbursed you they they send you your itinerary like I said, got it. Got my itinerary at five. They had just booked it then, obviously, for an eight p.m. flight. So that shows you how, yeah. Wow. And then they say, here, get on an Uber. Don't even worry about it. just expense it and just get out of here. Get your crap and get out of here. Yeah. So, so you, one of your, I assume one of your guys' first questions had to have been, like, are we still going to get paid? Right. Yeah. Um, I know you and I have talked about this, but did you? Did you guys get paid like the first day? Did they say like, hey, we're suspending all payments? So spring training is a little different in that it's technically training, job training. So we're we're paid meal money. Um, so you're technically not on payroll at that point. Got it. Um, but now we are, I think, on payroll going forward. And you had told me just the other day that it, the other day, now things might have changed today, is like one of four – at the time, one of four major league teams that said, we're going to pay our minor leaguers. Yeah, is and that, now it's all 30. Oh, it is all 30. I, I believe wow. that just came out. Oh, that's so. Good. Okay. I don't so want to break news, but I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I talked to Logan shortly after uh-huh. I talked to you, Logan Shore with the Tigers, and they said, he said, yeah, we're not getting squat. Really? Yeah, but that was yesterday. I mean, think how crazy that is. You well, I'm sure from, the union took over, right, and – must have made the call or i don't know that's a good question been after the league like hey we got to take care of our guys i think the league said we got to take care of our guys yeah they're planning on six seven months of salary and income to all of a sudden just be like nope you know that's you know because you think about guys like you kellen and i mean so many of those players have they all the minor leaguers especially all have part-time gigs right a lot they're they're either they're either uh instructors or they're bartenders or they're servers like you can't go home and sit around sit around yeah you can't sit around and then you also can't apply for like a real job yeah because yeah you're gone because especially when you factor in off-season camps like for example i was gone the month of december and who the hell knows you might get you might get called back in four weeks so who's yeah. going to hire you knowing that you're going to be gone in a week yeah. and there's not many part-time jobs available right now it's not yeah. like you can go be a bartender or a waiter or it, you know what i mean well that's my point it's like right. you know kellen does instruction for the for the academy and we're you know we're shut down yeah I think all three of us would be doing lessons right now if we were open right except we're here sitting in my uh basement uh-huh. <laughs> doing this podcast you know uh-huh so yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad that the union or whoever stepped up to take care of you guys because that's yeah. obviously huge because you guys are, would be boxed up otherwise. 
Yeah. yeah. Although we, we do have a job to return to on, on a lot of people don't right now. So in a way we're, we're fortunate in that sense. Yeah. Knowing that there, it's not a, yeah, that's yet. a good point. So we will get back. Some people might not. So yeah. And that way we're lucky. Yeah. So the Academy obviously had to shut down cause we fall, you, you fall under the, or fell under the, um, the gym, the governor's executive orders. Uh huh. Yeah. So I know this is all real new cause it happened. What officially like two or three days ago. Yeah. What, three days ago, basically yep. where it was, your hand was pretty much forced. Yeah. So what, what are you doing to kind of keep the ball rolling? Obviously we're doing a podcast yeah. right now and we've done, <laughs> we did some videos yesterday. So hopefully you're, some people that are listening, you're looking at it. I, I think, right. with, I, I think one of the, I mean, you know, we're trying to do online stuff. I think a lot of people are trying to do online training and, you know, how do we keep our arm in shape and how can we hit in our basement and what kind of things can we utilize, you know, in our home to go hit? Cause you know, this conversation in Arizona is a little different than it is in Minnesota because you know, who the heck knows in a week from now, you might be able to go outside and hit just on your own, but you're sort of locked in, locked inside. So, you know, I think what we're trying to do, what's, what's a little tough is that it's hard to prepare. It's, it's not like, Hey, July 1st, everything's going to be awesome. Full blow again. We're ready yeah. to roll again. You know, yeah. everything's pushed back one month. We're going to push our blizzard trials back one month. And, you know, everybody will go after July 4th, you know, the, the, the weekend of July 4th and we'll rock and roll. Like we just, we just don't know. You know, I've talked to a couple of doctors and they've said best case scenario, it'll be done in May. You know, worst case, it'll be done in July. And then I read something the other day that said, well, this will probably be something like 18 months you know, which we all hope it's not. And yeah. I think the, the, I don't want to say it's nice, but like I talked to <coughs> Matt Falcon from complete game. I talked to McGuigan at the mash. I talked to Bamanick from, from great lakes a, a little bit. And Danny from, from, from pitch to pitch. And um, even Shortman from starters. I mean, all those guys and, and Thomas from HCP, like we're all in the same boat. You know, so it's it's like uh, we're all dealing with the same crap. We're all going to start our seasons at the same time. You know, so it's it's okay from strictly a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, you sort of have to figure out like, okay, where can you tighten the belt a little bit, and you know, just try to hang on for dear life. You know, yeah. I was telling, uh, I was talking to Johnny A down in Texas. Kellen Kellen remembers Johnny because oh, Johnny. Yeah coach him but it's a little bit like the a little bit like the recession in 2008 a little bit in that from a business standpoint it uh we just sort of had to figure it out you know we just sort of had to hang on this is the same thing so mm -hmm. it's got to hang on i think this the sort of the one of the saving graces at least in the time being is that this isn't an incredibly awesome time for business, you know, from an academy standpoint, everybody's setting up association ball, everybody's setting up high school ball, or that's what they would be doing. Like any normal year, that's what normal kids are doing is that they're all in high school, they're all starting up tryouts and practicing for youth baseball. So it's not a phenomenal business month for any academy. So it's, it's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of the same a little bit. 
I think where most of us will probably feel this is probably a little bit more if this lasts into the summer and our, our season gets pushed back like three months. That's where you're going to see. Yeah. That's where I think you'll see some, some pretty big impact is probably in three months. Yeah. It's, I mean, nobody knows, man. Like it's, it's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen in a month, two months, three months. A lot, lot of us you know. trying to figure out how to write books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a tough deal, dude. I don't know. I guess I don't really know what to say other than that. I mean, I'm just trying to use the time to podcast and throw some videos up and we, if, if you, people appreciate it and like it, awesome. You know? You might need more space on your laptop because I think there's a lot of time for, for podcasts. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to line up line up a few as we speak. Um where do we want to take this thing next? I was actually I was kind of curious about like your draft experience okay. back back in the day. Yeah. Like the lead up. There's some blizzard ties there too. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. what what was that like? Like when did you I guess maybe think a oh, man I might actually be able to get drafted? College weighing the two whatever. Talk yeah. about where you went, Kellen. Okay, you know, so a, a, after after high school, where where did you go? Yeah, so four years at Angelo State. Obviously, big Blizzard connection there with Johnny A. And then at one point, probably ten to twelve Blizzard players on the roster. I think my freshman year when you had really, <laughs> it was half. Yeah, at yeah. one point it was extremely Blizzard dominant, yeah. and it started. It's they're like to, top five in the country. And yeah. they still are. Yeah. I think they're actually number yeah, one. I think they're I number know. one right now for D two, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, four years there. Loved it. Um, obviously senior year got drafted that experience, um, was a little bit out of the, I had had some really bad, my first three years were pretty bad. I was not a very good pitcher and I can admit that. Um, yeah. and at my senior year wasn't even great still. I still felt like I was not where I am now, obviously, but not even close. Um, but that, yeah, that year I kind of came in, not really knowing what to expect, not really knowing if I was going to be even pitching really for the team as much as I would have liked um, and then had a really good start to the year uh, made some mechanical changes I dropped to sidearm that okay. senior year so my first year I was sidearm freshman year yeah and we dropped raised to three quarters sophomore junior year didn't really work went back you're, senior you're year. sort of back and forth weren't back you? and forth yeah so senior year high school sidearm into rolled into college a little bit and then yeah. kind of made the switch and then ended up going back and that's when I really started to see success again. Eh, that's just where I'm more comfortable, I think. Yeah. Still where I am today. Um, and, yeah, didn't expect much going into that year. Pitched well in front of a couple of scouts. Turned into questionnaires from about half the half the league, probably. I think I got about yeah. 15 teams. Phone calls. Um, worked out with the Astros at Minute Maid. Set to work out with the Padres and in, in San Diego. And so this a couple, is pre-draft. This is like May. Yeah. Okay. So so we're getting phone calls at that point. So at that point, I'm I'm still not sure I'm getting drafted. I not knowing. Obviously, it's first time for everyone. Yeah. Um, had a good feeling though. Just didn't know where, what team, or it, you know, it really still if it was even going to happen. Um, ended up going in the 25th round, which was <laughs> probably higher than I would have thought. I really didn't. I was kind of surprised when I got a phone call, but. Um, knowing more about the draft now, I'm kind of understanding that's about where I probably was expected to go. Yeah. Um, cause those later rounds you start to get, you know, compensation picks, high school guys that aren't going to sign things like that. So 25 was right around where I 
probably should have expected, but not knowing much about it. I really was thinking like 30, 40. Yeah. Um, got a phone call from the Indians who I'd probably talked to in the top five, but they were not my probably team I'd talked to the most. Yeah. Um, ended up, they said, Hey, will you sign right now for X amount of money? $5,000. Um, said, yes. He said, all right, I'll see what I can do. Got a call about 30 seconds later. All right, keep an eye on it. And I was actually, so I was sitting at our clubhouse at Angelo State with Travis Lawler, our pitching coach, and then Johnny Anderson right there beside me. And uh, saw the name come up on the screen, and it was just hugs all around. And it was, it was really cool to be able to do it with the, the people that were there for it um, the four years leading up to it. And then we called Barta shortly after, maybe what, like an hour later. Yeah. So there was, yeah, uh, yeah. That was a great moment. Really Here's cool. the genius of Johnny A, though. So you you probably don't remember. I, I haven't met him. I think I must have just missed him. I think I started coaching in 2012. So yeah. I don't know. And, and the, the, the genius of John from a from a uh, a guy who sees it in kids is that when Kellen came to Blizzard tryouts, he's like, he's done this with a lot of guys. He did this with Max Murphy, and he did it with Nwan Norka. And he did it with Andy Johnson. So how old was Kellen? I don't know, 16, 17, probably. Okay. Where was this? Blizzard tryouts. Okay. <laughs> when yeah, you played so with I us. only played senior year. So. Yeah. yeah. He, and, and Kellen uh, didn't make an elite team. No. You played on the you played on the our top fall team. Gold. It's because Kellen could barely hit the backstop. I mean, his. Oh yeah. But I was, I was just, not good at baseball. No, he was he not wasn't. Good at baseball. But John had said during tryouts, and he said this. So many times he said this about Jacob Reinsmith, and Jacob Reinsmith was a oh my gosh, he was drafted the same year you were, um, out of Western Kentucky to the Washington Nationals. And Reinsmith came to tryouts, he's a 135 pounds lefty lefty from Shakopee. And Johnny leaned over to me and he said, That's the best hitter we've had at Blizzard tryouts. And there's 550 kids there. And I'm like, dude, that guy's a number two pencil. Like he's good. <laughs> like he's he was good, no question. He's yeah. Like, and he's like, he does. Johnny does one of these with his hands. Have you ever seen John do that? He'd be like, that guy. Oh, yeah. That guy just winds up. He's he's <laughs> he's that's the best hitter here. And he said the same thing about you. I don't know if you ever heard that story or not. No, I've heard. Of, there's a, there's a lot of Johnny stories that he'll tell me <laughs> five years later. And I'm like, man, that was a nice thing you could have said a while ago. Right. right. <laughs> but Johnny. And I think we both saw it in you. It was a little bit like Max Knutson. Max Knutson, uh, who is playing for the Orioles, I think. He's, I think. he's done. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. done. Okay. He retired, I believe, so, last year. Okay, so he played, you know, Max played at Nebraska. and Mount, then he, Moundsview guy, too. Moundsview guy. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I remember we saw the same thing in Max, but Max, you know, he couldn't pitch, but he got hit a great arm. And Kellen was sort of the same way, sort of this – all over the place, like Gazelle, his elbows were going one place, his knees were going the other, and like, wow, God dang, this guy, if he figures it out, he's going to be unhittable. But until then, like, wear your thick helmet because you might get <laughs> drilled, right? And all of a sudden, not, and then, so fast forward, fast forward five years, 25th round draft pick, a guy who was 92, 95, all his senior year, I don't know where you fall in the ranks of saves and bullpen stats and Angelo State history, but you know, it, but uh, you saved a ton of games and were just you know you're unhittable. 
it was a good year. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like I said, and that was still new. I was still figuring, I was figuring things out in season that probably ended up getting me drafted. Your but, senior year. Yeah. If I yeah. hadn't, if I hadn't developed my senior year, I think the person I was in February would not have got drafted. Yeah. Um, I gained velocity and now I'm still seeing that. So I think that's it, just part it, of the experience of it, not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> and what did you figure out during the year? So a lot of it was my capability of kind of not labeling a sidearm velocity. Um, so if, if, if I can go all the way back high school, I was 80, 82 from sidearm and then yep. start college, probably 86, 88 by February yeah. towards the end of the year, got it to 88, 90. Um, and I really, I really wish I had a simple answer, but I think it was just getting better at understanding that I can do that. And now obviously nineties, you know, nineties hitting 95, 94 yeah. things. So it's just like crazy to, you don't expect that just from you, experience you are the prototypical minnesota guy yeah, that's who, who, who is i've always said this to kids like when i do college consultations with 15 16 year olds like the prototypical guy who is 18 months behind everybody else and you might have been further behind oh I, I think so you know you get guys like jacob Ryansmith, you know this 140 pound lefty lefty who can't it, it, who can flat out hit, but he's not there physically. And he's also behind 750 at bats relative to everybody else in the same peer group. Who's down in Texas and Florida. Okay. California. So that's, that's your comparison. You're, you're saying like from Southern California, he's 18 to two years behind hundred percent. Another Kellen type down there. No question. You put, you put coaching wise, or even just the fact that you're Kellen. on the field. Kellen Roll grows up 12 months out of the year. Kellen Roll grows up in California and he's just better, not even because of instruction, but he's able to play catch outside. He actually learns that he's a baseball player mm-hmm. when he's 15 years old and not when he's a sophomore in college. Because for you, it happened really late. Wouldn't well, yeah. you say? Yeah. I mean, super, super yeah. late. And like, I, w- I would say prior to joining Blizzard, I'd was not a baseball player. I played baseball, I but I was not a baseball. I wasn't. I wasn't the guy that was right. breathing. Ba- I wouldn't throw until like I wasn't taking it very seriously, to, in all right. honesty. And then I decided, you know, decided okay, maybe I should. Yeah, glad I did. Now, now, obviously, very serious about it. Yeah, because I can see what the benefits are. But those are the kind of guys. Yeah, if like Blizzard mm-hmm. guys throwing in October, I yeah had never heard. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> I threw at tryouts the first day, and that was it. <laughs> Until, until I got some structure. <laughs> Which is awesome. Just let it buck day one. Yeah. Right? That's just great. max out day one. <laughs> yeah. Just that's, that's awesome. phenomenal. Uh, what uh, what would you say, like, your Blizzard experience did for you as a player? Like, did it open your eyes to, like, mm. different things? I mean, obviously, playing what? You just would do school ball, summer ball. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, other than the structure, I, I mean – I, I can honestly say I don't think I'd, I would have played college, pro ball, any of that without the one year at Blizzard. Just I mean, so that's how valuable it was. It just gave me structure and showed me, hey, if you're good at this, you can do a lot more than you're doing. It's not natural. It's it's a lot of work ethic type stuff. You have a natural ability, but I was not reaping those benefits like I would if I was there every Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then the friendship that, that goes with us to go outside of baseball, I think just how being around people more than just when it's baseball season, like being around teammates all year round, how important that bond is and how playing a game can really 
bring out friendships in itself that you might have yeah. not otherwise had. Who, who are your other guys on that on that specific team? That team, Elmo Holleran. Yes, Elmo. Oh, that's a great a name. I want to Elmo. That's John a great Elmo. name. Let's yeah. go. Have you ever met Elmo? Uh huh. So Elmo, do you know where Elmo's at right now? Yeah, Cal State. He, yeah. Oh really? Elmo Holleran is coaching at Cal State Fullerton. I mean, it's a I, legit program. Yeah, and I guess not right now, but there is a guy who bleeds baseball. I mean, this guy, every ounce of talent that he had came out of him. I mean, there is not an ounce more of talent that came out of this kid. And he was a good baseball player, not not great by any means, but he he succeeded by just sheer will, by just sheer will. He just—he was out to prove everybody wrong, every single time he stepped on the field. And he was a gold player with you. Yeah. Talk yeah. about like okay. a favorite Blizzard player. That's—he's—he's he's definitely up there for me. He might be a top. He could yeah. do—he could do it all pretty well. I yeah. think is the biggest thing. He could play every position. He could pitch if he needed to. And that was it too. He, he, and he asked him to do anything. He's like, "Yep, yep, I'll do it." I mean, yep. he was catching my bullpen. <laughs> It, when he's not a college catcher, right? when I came back yeah. in the offseason. Like, Trevor Moses used to do that, too. Yeah, I, yeah I've pegged Trevor a couple times. Tre- Trevor Moses would uh, – he, he'd, he'd catch bullpens, like, last couple winters. Like, guys would come up and be like, dude, what? He was catching – well, he was catching freshman year at Angela, his freshman year. Which was crazy. As a bullpen. I don't know if it was ever – I yeah. don't think he ever ended up catching an inning. I don't think so. He didn't really have a position, though. I, but yeah, he, he could. A, I think he was redshirted. But he could flat out hit. Do you know where he's at right now? Yeah. He's at Eastern yeah. New Mexico, yeah. which is it's good for him because he's hitting two hole and playing second base like every day. You know, it sucks because I think they started the season like one in fifteen. Yeah, they, yeah, they've always struggled a little bit. Not bad players though. They'd always have a couple guys well, get drafted or that conference that you play in is ridiculous. It's pretty good. I mean, when you talk about like their region, LK. I mean, you've talked about the well, – you guys have six teams in your it's, region, it's, five, six now teams. Now it's all, it's all screwed up. There's like 20-something teams yeah. now. But, the, but your original teams, yeah. Yeah, their region, when they'd play to go to the World Series, like if there's a five-team region, four of them would be ranked in the top 20. So you'd have like one number one seed, like number one team in the country, mm-hmm. then a number five, like, yeah. a, like a St. Mary's, and then like a number 15 – it's crazy. Yeah, like West tough. Texas A&M, Angela State, St. Mary's. Yeah. just And to speak like outside of Division Two baseball, I mean, you show up on a Friday night and you've got two top ten rounders pitching. Yeah. The scouts are just filling the stands. They're probably going to stay till Saturday because there's guys that are interested yep. there and maybe even Sunday. Yeah. Uh, just taking it out of just the conference. There was some serious pro ball talent. I think our World Series team had 12 or 13 guys dra- drafted or signed. On, on on one team at one time. Really? So that's I mean almost half your active roster. <laughs> Greg, Greg Weber just said Elmo on Instagram. <laughs> is is G Web your age? What's up, Jerome Beck? He's a year older. You're older. I think he's a year older. Hey, there's a guy who couldn't hit the strike zone to save his life in he was high school. Carving up our varsity guys the other week. He now Weber. He is one of those guys that have you seen him pitch lately? Oh yeah, saw him pitch like a I'm month telling ago. him we got to get him on the freaking <sighs> road to cow. the is big doing, leagues. He man. was doing was 92 from the left side. You're gonna get signed if you're 92 from the left side, aren't you? Th- this is By guy, somebody. Yeah, this guy is. <laughs> I love Weber to death, man. Like he should, 
he should work out try and try out. out. Yeah. He, he should go somewhere. What is he doing now? He should. We, he's got nothing going on. He's still an amateur. You know, Weber, you get should. get outside and <laughs> sling some file balls. <laughs> you got nothing. You got no excuse now. Get, yeah. get on Kellen's program. Workout, yeah, buddy. Let's, let's go. Get, I need a we, Weber, come on, come, come on over to my house. We got 12 people on our live feed right now. Yeah, which one of these walls won't we blow out with a 32-ounce? <laughs> I saw Weber pitch this summer. I mean, and it was, ah. Uh, I mean, Johnny always used to call it the manhole slider. We're like, a guy throws slider. You know what a manhole slider is, LK? Sideways. So, so imagine a guy walking down the street and then just stepping into a manhole and disappearing. Okay. That's a manhole slider. Weber had Weber had one of those manhole sliders. Working. Oh, my God. I mean, guys just be – it corkscrew themselves uh-huh. on the ground. I played one, one ball game with him this summer, amateur ball. He was disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> like he was a junior in college, ready to get drafted. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, it was just—he's dialed. Oh, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't. On. I don't know how an amateur player gets a hit off of him. Come on, Webb. Hey, Webb. He's loving this. Uh, he's screen recording this and keeping yep. it forever. I know. We we should have got him involved on this thing and had him do the diesel story. In person. Oh, there we go. You know what? We'll save the diesel story for some other time. Yeah. And we got Trent Burkhalter. Hello, Trent. He says hello. Is anybody texting you questions? By the way, no, not not one. No, no questions. Kind of, kind Crickets. Offended. Jerome Beck. You got you got anybody who? Uh, Bowen. You got any questions for Kellen? Probably not. We got thirteen <laughs> people watching our feed. It's not terrible. No. Not too bad. Do you have a way to archive this, or is this this is I think, once, once for all? I think you can save this. I think at the end of this video, you can save it. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. There's a long video. Some value to that. Is your phone not going to die? We'll see. If I if I check what is the... It? What are all 13 people going to do? There's Chaz Brookins. Hey, Chaz Brookins. Travis Mosley says hi. Chaz Brookins says hi. Chaz from Delano. Mosley. Hopefully Mosley's doing okay. You got a favorite Blizzard story? Oh, man, see that one year. Like as a player? That one year we didn't. So really... you did gold. Did you travel at all? We were. Did you get called up we, or anything? I did play blue one tournament. We were technically fall elite, kind of how it is now. Yeah. So we did one tournament, I think, in Arizona. You might have got. Did you go down to AZ? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, gold team. And then I went to Iowa with you guys in blue. For the. For the um, Colonel's tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That was good exposure. A lot of times with guys like Kellen, like you can see that they're just sort of lights out, but you sort of let them play through the fall to see how they do in their first couple starts. And then, you know, if they do fine, then you just, you call them up pretty quick. Yeah. And you got called up. I did one. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't give you a good story other than it was, one of the best weekends of my of my high school life. Yeah, um, like from a playing standpoint. Yeah, I don't. Or just like experience. Standpoint. I mean, you're just you're on vacation all week. I mean, it's the same as it is now. Like, you look forward to that. You don't sleep the night before. Like, it doesn't happen in pro ball. You know, you're not like, oh, I can't wait to go on the road this weekend and go go to Chandler, Arizona. No, it, it's it was just different. It's just raw baseball, and that's what I think makes Blizzard so great. Is People are doing it because they want to and being cooped up inside and then getting to unleash it for a weekend 
like it, that's what like makes it so much fun. You can't beat that. Yeah. I mean, just you don't get that in a lot of. Nobody's other getting paid. You got like true friendships. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you get to eat pizza all weekend, and drink Mountain <laughs> Dew, and hang out in a hotel room, mess around, do whatever the schmacks. I don't, I don't have a good Blizzard story. I've heard so many, but I yeah, we don't, don't need have... to tell any of those on this podcast <laughs> or live on Instagram when we have a ten-year-old Bowen Drombeck listening. <laughs> Yeah, we'll keep her PC. Let's see. Can you name a varsity black player who surprised us from this last year? Okay. Ben's sending me ridiculous questions. <laughs> Benny Moore? Yeah. Let's go. Joke. I don't know who Marucci is, but a varsity black player. You know, Evan Esch was just 86-87 his last PBR workout, so... I wouldn't say Esh was necessarily a surprise, but Esh was, he was like 78, 82 this past, uh, this past season. And he worked out, geez, Louise, he's been in the academy two hours a day, six days a week. So Esh was, I don't want to say it's a surprise because he's just worked his balls off, but to, to go from 80 to 86 is a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty big leap. In like five months or yeah. roughly. Yeah. Yeah, so that should be one of those guys. That yeah, was a pretty yeah big... I see him up there a lot. Yep. Yeah, he works out almost every day. Yeah, Noah Furched would be another kid from Esco who was a really, really pleasant surprise. Like, he was really good, but he he was a guy who was 80, 82 last year, and then he was like 87, 88 with a really good breaking ball. One of two guys in our program's history who's ever had 100% spin efficiency on his curveball really him and gilbert oh. yeah it was r ridiculous let's see what else uh what's my favorite pitch i don't know yeah you know i heard you on that uh change up video you were doing yesterday what were you doing like a pitchfork one and then there was like a pigeon toe or something i don't <laughs> a couple change up i'd never heard of yeah so you got the you got the so you got your Chain, or your circle. Yeah, you got your pitchfork, and then you got your circle change, and then you got your your pheasant's foot. Which pheasant's I, foot. That's which I learned I like. from Ben Moore. And this is how humble Ben Moore is. So I don't even know if Ben's listening, but here's a good. Oh, here's he's a good. Sending me. Here's a good Ben text. Moore story. <laughs> is that this is how humble he is because he holds like ten records in the Northern League. People don't know that at all. Like he he broke his own strikeout per season record four years in a row. Did you know that? Yeah, you did. I knew. It. Yeah, not the specifics, but yeah. Yeah, and so he yeah, like most wins, most everything. He also has a couple records for most home runs given up, which I know he's really proud of. And I think he's <laughs> second at the time. He was second all time in doubles at Viterbo, which is probably his most coveted record that he. Yeah, respects. that one he'll brag about, right? <laughs> he will brag about that one. But this is how humble Ben is. Ben, ben said to me, this is right when he started working at the academy in uh, up, at, up in Rogers, like 2007 or 8, probably 2008, which was, hey, Barta, teach me your slider and I'll teach you my changeup. So we sort of gave each other pitching lessons for, yeah, like, you know, once a week or every time we played catch, basically, because he was still playing pro ball. And at the time, he didn't have a breaking ball. So he says, but I don't know if that's a complete joke or not, but um, he taught me his change up. Not that I had a career, 
but like I was able to pitch for 10 more years. And that was his out pitch? Is that his? Oh, yeah. Okay. And his changeup is I dirty. Mean, to this day, it's the best changeup that I've ever seen. And it's seen. the pheasant's foot. It's the pheasant. So, yeah. So, that's the pheasant's foot changeup. He, ta- he taught me that pitch. And that's how I've taught it ever since. And you just hold it way, like almost in your pinky, right? Or like yeah. way on the outside of your yeah. hand. So, this, this finger sort of goes down the middle of the two seam. And really, you're sort of almost holding it with these two pitch, these two fingers right here. But the key with that changeup is making sure that your thumb is underneath the center of the baseball. Because a lot of guys, when they hold their changeups, they'll bring their thumb it's up. Offset a little. Yeah, they'll, they'll bring it up to the side. Okay. And they won't have any feel because the ball will be in the back of their palm rather than sort of out in their fingertips. Okay. So, so you adopted it, and you were successful with it. Yeah. You loved it. Oh, my God. Way better than what did you used to throw? A shitty changeup. Change <laughs> just like, oh, here's a changeup. Throw like four a yeah. game. Sure, I didn't mean just to, to show swear it. there. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible changeup. I threw a breaking ball. I threw a curveball and a slider. And then I'd throw and a I have a changeup. Here yeah, it is. If... Sort of throw me a, a, a show me changeup. Yeah. And then and then, uh, um, I started throwing that changeup as I got a little bit older mm-hmm. grizzled grizzled and uh it just it just let me pitch for so much longer huh in amateur baseball so <laughs> right i keep things in perspective yeah. here <laughs> you know <laughs> when kellen's not throwing uh 95 anymore he might have to throw a split or you know the yeah. old submarine knuckleball <laughs> <laughs> might as yeah. well start now you just... yeah <laughs> but what, uh what was one of your mechanic like did you have a mechanical adjustment to gain velo or consistency or anything like was there any key Mechan- adjustment well mechanically within the last year i would give a That's lot a good of question yeah i would give a lot of credit to the core velo belt that we've been that we have at the academy um not in itself but it did open my eyes to a whole new perspective on my mechanics um and just using my back leg as kind of an anchor and rotating through it and just trying to create some it's called counter rotation in some senses but i'm thinking more along the lines of creating rotation and adding weight into my back foot um so for those who don't know the core velo belt's kind of you strap it on it's like you're going rock climbing um band goes on you can put it in any direction you want um i usually do in front of me and it's pulling my left hip so that's my back hip around so in a sense rotating my hips backwards just like that and for me for whatever reason that smoothed everything out and just gave me more time and that's a big thing I work on with a lot of our lessons is just giving guys more time. Because if you watch my video, I have it from the year before and this year. And it's just the amount of time I spend spend on my leg lift is so much so much more now. So uh, why don't you explain something? You had said keep more weight in my foot. Yeah. Explain to people. Like, wh- You're what talking did, back yeah, foot, yeah. Right? So back foot. Yeah, so so you're that, a lefty, right? Yes. So, so left. your left foot. Left your leg. back so foot. I would equate it to like pretending – I almost think like my back leg's a screw and I'm trying to rotate it in the ground without moving my foot. So I'm creating tension. And I use this exact cue with a lot of our lessons is almost feeling like your kneecap is slightly twisting out of place almost. So you're going to really create some tension in that back leg. And for me, that was the difference between just pushing through it and actually rotating out of it. And velocity's been up and I feel, I feel like I'm way smoother now, more time to do what I need to do before I get to does your arm feel better too? Like, do you feel like it's taking some um, stress off your arm or not? Not really. I've never really had arm problems though. So okay. I can't really be the guy to, to say that I've never had an issue, which is crazy 
Because if anybody yeah. ha, has seen you throw, yeah, you would. First uh, if you if you put a lineup of twenty of our professional alumni in a line yeah. and had them throw and say like, "Hey, which which guy do you think has arm problems?" Right, there wouldn't be a question. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, Kellen Roll probably is. Are you like? Straight even, or do you go underneath, over the top? I, where are you at? I am a what I call a tick above sidearm. Technically, still sidearm, but I'm slightly above nine o'clock. So you're like two forty. No, I got a good guy. Two, would be Chris Sale. Chris Sale is very similar arm slot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He might be. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. I haven't seen him pitch since <laughs> all this stuff's been going on with. He's now he's got Tommy John, but right. I know he's been playing around with stuff. But yeah, that's about where I'd say I'm at. Okay. You know, it's interesting that you talk about the, like the kneecap. Uh, when the Texas Baseball Ranch came up here this past uh, year, um, the biggest takeaway that I had out of those three days was how I had taught lower half sort of before, like when guys came to their – came to I, I guess I call it aggressive kick. Some people call it balance point, just sort of at their highest point with their, with their leg kick, is that your first movement home – was your back hip and when i talked to flint wallace their director of player development uh who's really good with lower half one of the things that he had said was well don't think necessarily about your back hip going forward think of for for a right-handed pitcher think about your kneecap pointing at the shortstop and when your kneecap points towards the shortstop um what ends up happening is that your the top of your right femur will start getting down the mound as it should be right. like your, your lower half loads like it should be as opposed to tilting as opposed yeah. to sort of that false tilt. And I think you can still get down the mound by loading with your back hip first. However, that back knee is just a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the biggest takeaway that I had. Yeah. I, I think in the core velocity belt was a, was a big, so is it kind of almost like just turning your butt towards home plate almost in a, in a sense, in a relaxed way. And that's why I really like it up a here. Tool. Then it's just, yeah. So that's where I like the tool, like a core velo belt, because it happens naturally. So if I just sit there, and it's really good for hitters, you, because I mean, it's all rotation. No Jack Erickson, Jack Erickson uses it every day. Yeah, to hit. I see him do that. Yeah. It's but but yeah, it's basically just letting it happen naturally. So there's a deer right there. Huh? Yeah, this, nice, you guys will see a lot there. of deer. Oh, look at that. Let's Jeez. get that on on live. You got to go feed them or something. There's two of them. Ooh, there's three now. Let's go. It's a party. Get that out. Oh, Jesse Tolson has a question for you. Oh, there's four. Yeah, you'll see it. You'll see a bunch of them That's out there. Sweet. Um, What's JT got? Okay, I got, I got two. I got two questions. So two good go, ones. I'm okay. Go okay. Priority. I got. I got uh, one from Jesse Tolson and Burmeister after. Okay. So <laughs> Bowen, Bowen, ten year old, right? Yeah. Asks, what's the best thing I can do to work on my game as a ten year old? And I think that's a really tough question to ask a ten year old or to, to phrase for a ten year old, but. I, I would argue just do everything as much as you can because, like we all know, you never know what your calling is going to be. What position you're going to be. So, yeah, I would say don't yeah. focus on your your changeup too much. Don't focus on blocking balls in the dirt. Your 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 how you feel the ground ball. I mean, do it all. Yeah. But don't don't sit. I would say just don't focus. Don't pigeonhole on yourself to shortstop yeah, at at that or, age. Yeah. I mean that. I mean it's that maybe where you're playing. That might not be revolutionary advice, but I think that's the best answer. I th I think the way I'd answer that is, um, and I, you probably do this as a player right now. And I, I I think this is where the game you never stop learning is like, 
you go find the the best player on the team and you just sit next to him and watch him. You just pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like if Chris Sale, like if you if you were in the Red Sox organization, yeah. <laughs> that would probably be one guy that you just pay attention to because yeah. he pitches the most like you. Mm-hmm. You know, he pitches the most like you. he pitches more like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my my like you talk about sort of the progression. I remember I remember Logan Shore saying I looked up to Andy Johnson so much. And Sam Carlson saying I looked up to Logan Shore so much. And Will Frisch saying I looked up to Sam Carlson so much. Like mm-hmm. Will Frisch didn't really look up to Andy Johnson because um, he didn't really know Andy or he didn't really look towards the the big leaguers or the guy in the minor leagues. They usually paid attention to the guys who were just above them, like three or four years. So, Bowen, you happen to be in a place in the program where, you know, you're eight years old playing on a 10-year-old team. You know, you got eight ages worth of age groups to pay attention to. Find your find – your, find I would your... say, too, ask questions. Like, don't be afraid to go up to a coach and ask questions because I can't think of a time where I'm not going to answer a question if a kid comes up to me and asks me a question. So, I'm not saying I'm the most knowledgeable, but if – if we might throw something at you that sticks and it clicks and you're like, boom, awesome. And we might throw something at you where you try it and you're like, nah, I don't really like that. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. That's how you're going to learn. And at any age, I think work, work ethic is ultimately where you separate yourself regardless. So, and, no that, question. That can start, and that's not, I mean, you sh- hopefully everyone knows that, but yeah. maybe it needs to be restated. That, that's <clears throat> the top. If you don't have that, there's no reason to even ask other questions. In my opinion, that's yeah. the first thing. And that's, tenfold more important and don't be afraid to fail bowen 10 year old yes you're gonna stink a bunch yes and, and so it's okay to stink failure okay equals to... growth yeah uh, do you have another question i have yeah. a couple of questions on instagram here but go okay. ahead I, yeah i got one more yep other than ben's ridiculous questions i'm not going to address <laughs> um so this kind of tra- transfers into the the what you were saying about watching other people and in, in my answer and Jesse's asking Indians are an advanced organization. What's your favorite piece in, in terms of technology? What's your favorite piece of technology to use and why? Um, and it's not even close for me. It's our video abilities that has TrackMan. for those familiar. It's an analytical measuring tool that for pitchers is probably a little bit more important. Um, measuring everything from spin rate, velocity, vertical horizontal movement axis all the way down um, and it's usually paired up with your video so I'll be able to watch my outing 30 minutes after see each pitch what it did mechanically obviously from my visual and also what it what's happening analytically um, so that's to your, what you were saying about watching other guys is I can go right now I can watch Chris Sale and I can get his metrics which is something most people can't do um, so easily my favorite tool because I can a learn everything about myself from every pitch I've ever thrown and B, watch other guys the same way every pitch they've ever thrown. And learn from and learn them. From them. And not even learn watching, but learn reading, reading their metrics. What does their spin angle do? Okay, this guy throws a breaking ball that I'm trying to replicate. What's he doing with his hand? What's he doing with his – what's his numbers? Things things like that. So yeah. it's not even close. That's I could spend days on that. <laughs> and I can do it from home, which is really great. So I got a question from Ryan Burmeister. Uh-oh, Burm. Burm, he asks – that Burmeister is one of our Blizzard coaches. He's also a Blizzard alumni too. Played in the old school days, a little bit, maybe a little bit before Kellen did. Did he pitch three straight games and get? 
His question is, have those pitchers you are talking about ever started three games in a row on the mound? In dot, 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 in two days. You know, in Johnny Anderson, the, the former Blizzard coach, might have had a story about that, but I don't really remember Ryan. We were adhe- I think John was adhering to the rules of the tournament, maybe. So I, I plead to, I plead I feel to, like it was players' futures. He's like, so Burmy's not a pitcher. Yep. I got yep. four or five guys that are going to college to be a pitcher. Right. Burmy throws strikes. Yep. He's a future DH probably. We can burn his arm out. Yep. He's a future second baseman. <laughs> All he needs to do is turn two. We've actually talked about this, so yeah. he knows where I'm at with it. Well, you know, that, Burmeister, I mean, his career, I mean, the writing was on the wall when he was 15. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the guy was a DH. <laughs> I mean, he. I'd say he's just be a D. Just, he's just a designated question mark. I don't know. <laughs> Body. But... Uh, he, he gives us a smiling face. Love it. Yeah. We have any other questions? Nope. That's it. Let me. I can scroll back through our. Through our, we have seven viewers, by the way. Seven. Amy, Amy Brookins, the wife of Charlie Brookins, father of Chaz and Owen Brookins, asks. Charlie wants to know what your nickname was for the Hawks. I, I don't know this. I don't know, Amy. I don't know the answer to that. Nickname was for the Hawks. The Hawks? The Snacks? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know on that one. Izzy sure. Mizzy. I think that's uh I think that's Walker. Yep, Jerome Beck asks, what can I work at at ten? Mosley just keeps saying hello. <laughs> that's about it. All right. Oh, we get, can I can I give a, a plug to a couple of people? Yeah, let's do it. So we got to give. Now I know this is a little this is LTK podcast, but I probably should give a shout out to Twin Cities Orthopedics because they're one of Blizzard sponsors. Yeah. So even Any, though anything is, you want, and then Burmeister of course wants to mention his Fortune 500 company, which amazingly, guys, you know the stock market has gone significantly down the last several days as we all know right mm-hmm. well the one stock that is continually gone up yeah in our country right now is blue gulf repair yeah. and so i mean if if anybody you're probably you've probably missed it you know you've probably missed buying stock on, on blue glove repair because the stock is going up you, you don't want to buy high you he'll, he'll tell you it's still it's still moving yeah oh maybe it is still moving ryan is is the stock still moving what is what is Surprised it, he doesn't have higher forms of advertising. I feel like it's money. You know? Yeah, good point, Kellen. I feel like it's one of those boiler room stocks. What does that mean? I don't, I don't even know what that you means. You haven't seen boiler room? You seen boiler room? No, I do. Oh boy, you guys are missing out. Well, I just the saw movie boiler room. I just saw the big short. It's about like fake stocks, and they like essentially sell fake stocks. Okay, the, oh, and they make a bunch of Vin Diesel, Ben Affleck. Giovanni Rubisi. Oh, it's so this phenomenal. Is, this is right up. We Burmeister. might have to watch it tonight after this podcast. <laughs> so this is Burmeister might be watching it right now. Yeah, he could be getting ideas Fixed in his up. head. Blue glove repair. Yeah, BGR. But yeah, but you've been getting some business. Yeah, blue glove. Blue glove repair. If you got any glove stringing issues, 
Hit him up. He does a good job. For all yeah. the grief that we give Burmeister, he does a pretty good job. He's never done a bad job. Yeah. He's a terrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his ethics are terrible. Uh-huh. He's not that funny. He's so ugly. Yeah, uptight. But his work is remarkable. So it's yeah. only saving grace. Really. He'd be perfect for a radio show. <laughs> yeah, as long as there's no live feed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more question. Oh, on. what do you yeah. got? So What's... this is a probably more for you two. Um, rank the greatest pitchers in Blizzard history, and if you had to pick one to start a championship game, who would it be? That's gonna Who's be that a from? B. No, anonymous. Wow. Anonymous. Send, you can send wow. your name if you're in, if you're interested in some fame. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got eight live people. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be about eight, maybe ten listeners once we post it. You probably haven't coached a ton of older guys, Luther. So, yeah, but, I started but, in 2012 on a varsity gold team. Okay. That was actually good. <laughs> I'm not saying, like. What is <laughs> <laughs> Who is yeah, actually some gold, good? There's some gold guys here. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, saying ahead. like in my head, like when I started, it was like, oh, okay, this is blue, black, red, and then gold. So I'm like, kind of in my head, I'm like, okay, this is the fourth team. When that's not necessarily true because, yep, there's guys that don't travel. Maybe there's you know football players, hockey players, guys who can't, or guys that don't even try out well. Whatever that right? maybe the blues on that missed. team. Who was on that team? So I remember Newback was on it. Oh boy, yeah. Um, and he played on that team because guys. he was a hockey player and a football yes. player. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some of the other guys' names, but we had like, yeah, we had a pretty stacked team. Oh yeah. We had we had a good squad. Anyways, I'm not. Yeah, you're the history buff when it comes to the Blizzard. Oh boy. If you want to say top three, now does that mean like while in their time with the Blizzard? The, Probably. Yeah. But I would, that's sort of how I take it. Yeah. Because you could make, I mean, you could honestly make an argument for Kellen. Right. Like during Blizzard, probably not Kellen. So, yeah. That yeah. Right now, definitely not. maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you yeah. have to put him in the top, probably top 15 ever in terms of like career from whatever, 15 to mid 20s. Probably put Kellen in the top fifteen. Your live video. Has oh no. Share story. That's probably what you want to do, and then you could figure out how to. Okay, let's go. Let's go live here. Wonder why that happened. You may have lost it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't coached the varsity levels maybe, I think, two out of my, whatever, eight years coaching. I've coached varsity level. Newbeck had the strongest arm that I coached. He was the best. Me, personally. Newbeck was the best catcher that I ever scouted. Yeah? Yep. Not that I've been, not that I've been on the scouting circuit like pro scouts have, but been to a lot of events and I traveled all over. Like Newbeck was one of the best catchers that we had ever had. He couldn't hit. Yeah, I remember he, he was a switch hitter. Yeah, he said, I mean, thank goodness he switched to pitching. <laughs> <laughs> he was a seventh round draft pick out of 
He switched hitting to pitching. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'd say, you know, some of the best uh, results wise, um, David Ernst from Fargo, North Dakota. I don't think lost a blizzard game in his first four years he was with us. Wow. I think I want to say he was like a 2011 grad. Um, Jake Mathis, I don't remember him losing a game. And Matt Fiedler, Matt Fiedler was one guy that you didn't want to even visit on the mound. And I think Logan Shore would have been one of the other, one of the other guys. So you might extend it to four. Yeah, I mean, Sam Carlson was un- unbelievable too. Yeah, I mean, he, he was Madison Bohr. I mean, I, I, it's hard to pick three. It's hard to pick three, but Matt Mathis had swing and miss stuff from the age of fourteen all the way through varsity. Shore Shore was the same way. Shore was sort of hurt his senior year, so his sort of quote unquote blizzard career was cut a little bit short. Okay, but he was. I mean, Logan was. Everything you'd want in a starting guy. Fielder was the same way. He was sort of a son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was a son of a gun. Alex Call. Alex Call was another guy. Oddly enough, on that class, you had guys like Logan Shore, Tyler Hansen, who went to the U, Shore, who went to Florida, Fielder, who went to the U, Alex Call, um, who went to Ball State. He didn't throw a single inning at Ball State. He was our number one on that team. He was really good. We had kids like Brian Gaz. We had a kid, Jacob Frederick, who didn't throw a ball above 81, and he dominated every time he went out. I mean, he was ridiculous. So we had some pretty, we had some pretty darn good pitchers. The person who asked claims I have an answer. Oh. I don't okay. know what that is in case I can't speak it. That top one. The correct <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I don't know if that's NSFW. That, that's our friend from uh, Northwest Elite. That's Arlo uh, uh, Evansek from uh, from uh, Washington. Not safe for work. Yeah. NSFW. Right. Well, yeah. Not. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, he said the pa- he said the Paulding Light. So okay, here's a good Blizzard story. Yeah. What, what's going on here? <laughs> this is. Uh, I'll, I'll nutshell this story because this is a long story. So, do you guys know what the Paulding Light is? Mm-mm. No idea. The Paulding Light. Okay, you guys can look this up on YouTube right now or the internet. The Paulding Light is a is a phenomenon in Watersmeet, Michigan. It's a floating light in the middle of the woods in Watersmeet, Michigan. If you if we drove there tonight, you'd be able to see this light. And this light floats north up up and down and left and right and nasa has been out there ripley's believe it or not has been out there there's people out there every night visiting it there's a wooden plaque out there that you can read that talks about the paulding light this is no joke so i was a journalism major we'd be in the late working late in the computer lab every single night writing and myself and a couple buddies decided to drive from duluth to watersmeet michigan up the UP, okay. about three and a half, four hours away. We go out there and, you know, we, we drive out there and we saw it. We saw the Pauling light. It, was, it freaked us out. 
and you see it floating in the woods across, and you sort of think it's like about 300 yards ish away. And, um, we're, we're freaked out. So anyways, that's the Paulding light. That's the story. So Northwest elite flies out to our tournament play. They play in the August select every year. And Arlo with the coach from the Northwest elite. I tell him this story when he comes to Minnesota, I tell him the Paulding light story and we play each other the next day. And in the lineup card, <laughs> the lineup card one through nine, one through nine or one through 12 and the starting pitchers names were all Paulding light. And so I said, you know, the guy that's thrown against you tomorrow is you, you, you're never gonna, you've never seen a guy like him ever. This, this guy's gonna be the most amazing pitcher you've ever seen. He's like, well, what's his name? Paulding light. And so I read, I wrote Paulding light in every single space in the lineup card. <laughs> so their game changer had Paulding light, you know, in every single position. And so that's our running joke. And that joke, that had been a running joke for about six years. So when we still bump in, they still fly out here to play in our tournament and we fly out and play in their Las Vegas baseball, uh, classic tournament. And, uh, we still go out and have dinner and Arlo's an awesome guy. So anyways, that's the Paulding light I'm story. I'm going to have to YouTube okay. that. YouTube it. And or make a road trip in the next couple was of days. It, was it worth the trip? Hundred percent. Really? Yeah, it was great because it freaked it. It freaked the bejesus out of us. And it happens like what slightly after dusk. Yeah, it's there all night. There's people who think oh, it's, it's a, like a portal into a different dimension. Oh, if you bump into the right, the right or wrong people out there, you'll you'll get a whole, <laughs> a whole crew wow. of people. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. So. No more questions. We're going to ad-lib a, tri- a trivia game here. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be the host. Okay. You guys are going to be the the contestants. All right. Is we'll this do multi-generational? A, or? Well, I just I got MLB fan quiz. Okay. That's what I got. What if you got two knucklehead baseball guys who don't know the answer? Yeah. It might be a few questions. Somebody will text us or put it in there for it. Go. He's just going to expose me. Yeah, me too playing at the same time so we'll go your name is your buzzer okay all right Wait, our name is our buzzer your name yes. is your buzzer mine is mine so yep i you got say it. your name I, I got it i got it boom now this is totally ad let's go best of seven. First to four does that work sure baseball style all right here we go oh geez these are super, some of these might be super easy what is the overtime period called in baseball? Okay, all right. The overtime period? Barda. Extra innings. You can have this one. You know what? <laughs> Boom. That's the first I, question? Yeah, I hope they get harder. Oh, my Ooh. God. What number did George Brett wear? Barda. Five. Golden. Nice. Up two. What team traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees? Barta. No. Boston Red Sox. Oh, come on. Goes a little right, slow right. over here. Uh, you know what Alex Trebek got... says, the key to winning Jeopardy? Just you know what he says? Everything? Ring in. It's your buzzer. It's your buzzer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who is the all-time career home runs leader? Kellen. Barry Bones. Are we counting that? Boom. Yes, we are. Three to one. What pitcher holds the single season saves record? Barda. Oh. Is it still? It 
Is it Gagne? Or Callan? Callan. That uh, part is wrong. uh, Trevor Hoffman. Ooh, you guys were both wrong. It was uh, Francisco Rodriguez. Yeah. 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 57. No, that's a 62. Okay. What company has been producing baseball cards since 1952? Callan. Callan. Tops. Tops, it is. Where are we at? 3 2? 3 2. 3 2. Let's go. What number does the ace of a Japanese pitching staff traditionally wear? Barta. Oh, wow. If you Barta. get this, I'll tip my hat. Seriously. 10. Eh. I'm going to say 1. Ooh, didn't, 18. Didn't okay. di- oh, that's right. I was thinking. I was trying to think of Daisuke Matsuzaki's number. I did not oh. know that one. All right. I thought it was 10, but I think his number was actually name. 18. Why, why oh, do they that do that? That one's stupid because it's a picture question. Um, I did not know that. What piece of number did Cal Ripken Jr. wear? Mm. Oh, man, uh, you guys don't know this one, huh? <laughs> I can't believe I don't. Oh, Barta, eight. Uh, eight yeah. it is. Yeah. A, B, four to two. Here's the last one just for fun. What minor league baseball team was recently lauded in the news for an 18-year consecutive sellout streak and is worth $45 Kel- million? Kellen? Dayton Kellen. Dragons? Dayton Dragons. We played Boom. There Dude, that's a deep cut, play. man. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Dayton that's a, Dragons. A really good place to play. Is. Have you played there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in the Midwest League. Wait. No kidding. Six Those or are seven. Reds, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Six or 7,000 every night. No and kidding. And we were actually there. So there was, you remember the Dayton shooting? Yeah. So we were actually there that weekend. So that was wow. just crazy. Um, yeah, so we played the day, the day it happened, went home. It was obviously oh. at like 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, we canceled our games and then played the next night, and the whole town was out. CNN was there. It was, it was surreal. And I actually got to pitch. We played a doubleheader. I actually closed the end of the first game, and then they did the ceremony in between. Wow. So I, it was all these, you know, I was able to pitch the last three outs of the game. With all these, you know, Jeez, police officers, victims, families. It was really crazy, really surreal experience with a ceremony and everything. It was, yeah, but really good place, really good stadium, probably the best atmosphere atmosphere I've played in. Wow. I didn't know that they sold out like that. Yeah. Any I, minor league I think team. They're, they're, I would have just guessed the Saints. I mean, they got to yeah, be close, that's right? That's true. Yeah. If you kind of, did they say affiliate? Yeah. Was it affiliated? Question. Was that a question? Yeah, I can't remember. Minor league team. Yeah, what minor league team? Yeah, they. I don't think it's ever empty. Wow. Chaz Brookins wants me to give him a shout out. Chaz Brookins from Orono. Boy, he says it like six times. He wants me to give him a shout out. Chaz, <laughs> Chaz, how about you just come on the show next time? You can, uh, you can get a big shout out. Give a shout out to Chaz Brookins. Plays on a twelve year old team. What up, Chaz? Hum, babe. I like that name too. Another good name. It's no Elmo, but it's no, it's, a tough <laughs> it's one good. To Chaz is good. Well, Chaz is a nickname for Charlie. Technically, he's Charlie. Oh, he is Char- Charlie. Okay. He's Charles the Third Brookins, because his dad's name is Charlie. Charlie's dad's name was Chuck. I'm bad. Chaz <laughs> the Third. Elmo was obviously a nickname. Oh, it was. I did not know that. It was John Elmo Holleran. Okay. Yeah. I'm the idiot then. I don't I know. I thought how... that was his real name. I'm like, dude, that's freaking awesome. You know who? Might the... as well. Be. I can tell you the best Blizzard name of all time. 
I bet you a lot of people know this too because I tell it all the time. Do you, know, do you know who I'm going to say? Uh, I think I will, but I don't. I can't who? think of it. No, no. I. It's. So do you remember Ty Buck? Yeah. Ty Buck from yeah. Red Wing. Uh huh. So we're going through birth certificates for a tournament, and it's it, Ty's middle name is Chubbs. Ty Chubbs Buck. <laughs> I'm thinking if this guy doesn't go on to be the president <laughs> or a, a WWE wrestler. I don't know. I don't know. He plays at Mankato State. He's 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 really really good. I'd love to see it just flipping through those birth certificates. Like, well, wait a second. No. Well, tell you got to call his dad. Now, here that's another story I got. Okay, okay go about ahead. About his dad. So about Ty Box dad. Yeah. Is yeah. This Gino. Is yeah. His name? Yeah. Slow pitch softball player. Yes. Yeah, so, um, this is probably ten years ago. I was working down in Apple Valley at the time. And a couple of guys that I worked with were like, hey, do you want to do this uh, slow pitch softball fall league? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm not much of a slow pitch player, but like, whatever. I'm not doing anything else this fall. Let's do it. I show up, and I think it was the first game. They're like, all right, you're playing short. I'm like, okay, cool. So go to shortstop. First two hitters, whatever. Three hitter comes up and hits just an absolute bomb. (laughs) Like well beyond left center field and let's just say the fences are i don't know 260 280 whatever softball field standard length is and he's a big dude four hitter comes up maybe bigger hits a further bomb and i'm like what is going on here so they come around and then next time they're up i'm like probably 10 steps into the grass Cause I'm like, dude, these guys can freaking hit. I'm like, I'm going to take it easy. So, and I think at this time they had maxed out on their home runs, like whatever you can only get for a team. Yeah. So this dude comes up their three hitter again and hits just a ball. He's trying to hit a line drive and he hits it not much higher than the ceiling <laughs> and it goes out. It's just like right over my head. I'm like, holy balls. What's going on here? Come to find out, well, the next time I, well, I should say this, next time they were up, I was like shallow left. <laughs> and I'm like, if he hits a ball right at me, like if he hits one directly at me, I don't know if I'm going to try and catch it or just try and get out of the way as fast as I can. Like yeah. that was literally a thought in my head. I'm like, if he hits it right at me, what am I going to do? I might just like duck because I don't want to wear it. Anyways, come to find out it was Gino Buck. Right. And Gino's a dude that was like one of the guys that would have you ever seen tour Gino stadiums. No. He'd tour big league stadiums and put on shows of like massive four hundred and fifty <laughs> foot balls bombs in. into the third deck. Like there's five, six guys in the US that are huh. on this US softball team that yeah. do the stadium tour. Huh. And he was one of them. I'm like, what's he doing playing some Apple Valley <laughs> softball Tuesday night league? And I'm yeah, it was crazy. Jeez. But you know who has the best Coach's name? Luther Toivo. There you go. There you go. That's Luther's middle name, Toivo. That's the T. Yeah. I like to see your finish. I like to see your ancestry.com, which this is another podcast. I just got my ancestry.com thing back. It's, I'm addicted. I found out who my sixth grandfather is who was born in 1740 i'm so i'm so unbelievably addicted <laughs> that's to this. awesome 
Yeah. Where was he born or where did he live or what? I'm 27% Irish and Scottish. I am 26% like a uh, Baltic European area. Okay. A little bit of Russia. Yeah, you got some Rusko in you. <laughs> and uh, I got a little bit of Polish, but a lot of Czech and um, like uh, – uh, Russian, a lot of Czech Republic, a lot of uh, Prussia, which was what it was called back in the day. I don't even know the area of Prussia, really. But I, my dad's side was big time Irish and Scottish. So I have this very specific part in Ireland where I'm from, which I would have never guessed. What did you think going into it you were? I, I, I knew just from my family heritage that I was uh, German, Polish. Uh, I knew I had a lot of Czech in me, maybe a little bit of Swedish, but I had no idea that I was as much Irish as Irish I am. and Scottish. Irish and Scottish. That's what I made up. Most of me is made up of Irish and Scottish. Yeah, those things. I haven't done one, but my sister did one, and she was like eighty-six percent Finnish. <laughs> Shocker! So, with the, with the middle name like Toivo, I better be. You, right? <laughs> you better be. <laughs> Don't yeah. go around faking it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, well, that was good times. I had fun. I had fun too. Hopefully Thanks. the viewers did. Hopefully the listeners will as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks yeah. everybody. Good times. All uh, right, boys. Bowen, Jerome, Jerome Beck, oh, Zero Dark Thirty. Brent Peters just texted, figured out. You figured out, Trig. You figured out. You know, I think your daughter called me a fathead earlier. <laughs> does she have that in her vocabulary? She does. It's funny. We were like, playing around with these microphones and she's like you're a fat head. yeah i'm like what okay it's like a little it's a term of endearment right. in her household but yeah when she is out in public and calls her teachers Just and grandmothers fatheads doesn't quite sound so good <laughs> yeah. uh love so. it all right guys there it was thanks for listening a b l k k row we have fun, and one of the things that, that I took out of it was I thought it was really cool how Kellen was essentially, as a senior in high school, an average pitcher. And literally four years later, he's drafted, he signs a professional contract, and really fulfills his dream you know, as a, as a baseball player. And it was because, well, he worked hard. He had some attention to detail and focus on what he needed to improve on and figuring out who he was as a pitcher and really just implementing things and working on them and not giving up and believing in himself. And boom, next thing you know, there it is. So if you're a ball player, an aspiring ball player still, or just anywhere at any lot in life, within a matter of time, if you stick with it, believe, get after it, rely on other people, Open yourself to learning new things. Hey, man, you can get there. You can achieve what you want. So uh, thanks again, fellas, for taking the time to sit down and talk. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Once again, guys, learn, try, know, and achieve. Hum, babe.